Previously on The Tony Kornheiser Show. And I notice there's a bird flying pretty low, squawking. Not a pleasant sound, a squawking sound, a sort of angry bird sound. Not a song, not melodic, not calling to other birds, not any of those like things. A call of distress? No, it's, it's anger. And I, I look up in it, and it's following me. Anger at you. Yes, it's following me and the dog. And this happens for about 30 feet, and it's squawking like, ah! like that. Like not <laughs> melodic, ah! like that. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. This happened again this morning. The bird did not dive at me, but there was a bird that was angry. Well, I was out know, in the rain all night. I don't know if it was the same bird or not. It did not dive at me, but I had an umbrella today. So if, it dove, at, yeah, if it dove at me, it was going to hit the umbrella. So well, anyway, we have a lot of email about that, and we will get to that later in the show. Michael is here. We almost didn't have a show. We've, we've had difficulty. Sean, how would I describe this? Difficulty being connected to one another over the last few days. and Weeks. We've, yeah, and, and we've had to... You've had to suffer with me as you give me instructions, and I'm sort of hopeless. Michael is a lot better at it, but how would you describe what is going on? Um, we're just we're we're having problems connecting the device that you have at your house to the internet. That's what's been going on. And does that could that have anything to do with just a tremendous volume <clears throat> of construction work, of road work, of curb work of tree work in the neighborhood in the last week week and a half i mean it could uh, at, at the end they're of the up day, on poles yeah, yeah they're up on poles you, i like your internet theory. is a utility oh but i will also yeah. say that you know you use the word suffer with you are nowhere near the most difficult talent with technology i've dealt with let me put it that way <laughs> really there are people dumber than i am that's tremendous that's what's tremendous. so great is now Endless sean is on the patience. list of getting yeah. Ooh. Well, <laughs> not known for your patience, Dad. No, and no, and I've got drop dead times. I mean, if we're not ready by a certain time, I'm mm -hmm. going to pull the plug on the show. But to, before that, I'm going to be quiet and follow instructions or allow you to follow instructions. I didn't get in your way. And I was going to say, it's so great that Sean is now on Dad's nightly call is just to make sure the equipment <laughs> is working. And then Dad hears something, so he goes and sits down at the microphone and just starts speaking. Well, uh, and what this particular time, the issue was uh, somebody who's sitting at the table with you may have uh, typed the passcode incorrectly oh. and was uh, saved by his wife who was oh great saves these in her notes on her phone okay that's great so and that's john great was like do you want to make sure i don't take this the wrong way but just can you try the passcode one more time because it's very easy to slip on the keyboard right so good oh well i don't even i don't even get to that i just sit i listen to sean I take the stylus, I press it on the area he wants, and then... Then he call up Nigel and say, you're going to have to cancel the show. Well, I'm, I say we have a drop-dead time. <clears throat> I say that. Uh, Jamie Julian wrote this about a week ago. I hate cicadas. The noise is interesting, but the bugs themselves are revolting, and I was dreading their emergence. However, I'm happy to report that this hasn't been nearly as traumatizing as my last run-in with cicadas. Back in the summer of 98, when I was attending the University of Missouri at Columbia, a 13-year brood and a 17-year brood emerged at the same time, which only happens once every 221 years. It was like a biblical plague. Clouds of cicadas swarmed day and night. 
They would fly straight into your face and land all over your clothes. There were so many of them that there was no place for them to go. So they flew into your car, crawled into your house, got stuck in your hair. The din was so loud it was hard to sleep. In the mornings, people would go outside with push brooms and sweep all the exoskeletons and dead cicadas into giant piles, which they would burn like leaves. So yeah, I hate cicadas. Now, I bring this up because today it is raining in Washington. It is 10 to 15 degrees cooler in the morning than it normally is. And there is a very, very low sound. I don't know if this means the cicadas are actually getting ready to go back into the ground or if it's a weather component. Michael, do you have thoughts? I think it's mostly the weather. But this happened about two weeks ago, right around Memorial Day weekend, where they went down into a quiet spell because it was cold for two or three days. So I think you could slowly see them reemerge over the weekend as we move past this storm. And it does get a little bit warmer by early next week. Okay. So you you think it's weather related? they, They end at some point, right? The end is near. There can't uh, be more than for two, all of us. There can't be more than there. two or three weeks of this stuff. <laughs> I thought I, I was under the impression that in the third week in June or fourth week in they're June, they're getting more gone. aggressive with the way they yes. fly at the boys. And I don't know what the little hammer is going to do when they go away because he is just does he love them every time he sees them? Does he enjoy them? Loves them. Cicada. Yeah, another cicada. Them. Yeah, and what about? Oh, the Walker hates them. Oh, he does. Oh, terrified. Oh. Again, one is going to be a relief pitcher and one is going to be the center on a football team. It's a different, <laughs> different personalities. So I did not, uh, when, when last I left this particular story of the wine glasses, I had expressed my chagrin at uh, the rules of American Express, which were preventing me personally from using points to get wine glasses, not because I couldn't do them, but because I couldn't do them, I'm not smart enough to do that. So I want to make that very clear. So I went out to the beach and one of my stops was going to be both kitchen and company and home goods. And I was going to buy, I was going to buy wine glasses. I got a number of emails about this. And this one comes from Mark Bove, who writes, he doesn't even write to me, just to Michael. He writes, we would be happy to help Mr. Tony with wine glasses, CR glasses, www.orafors. US. Orafors is a very fine brand. I have gotten Orafors wine glasses before. Very fine brand. I, I will say that. From Randall Wilkerson in Burbank, California, originally Little Rock, Arkansas. I know you have the cash, but please, please, please do not use your points on wine glasses. Free flights, hotels, and travel are literally at your, Michael's, fingertips. That being said, there is an easy way for you to use your points to procure wine glasses. Simply purchase them with your Amex card, then use your points to pay off the balance. You don't even have to go online. Once the purchase has posted to your account, you can call Amex and have them wipe off the balance. Use the number listed on the back of your card. I'll be sure to post a link below for Michael or Carol to use to walk you through it. I didn't know that. Good luck, Randall. It says, P.S. Should the show ever need a miles and points expert, I'd be more than happy to volunteer my services. And he has a Master of Fine Arts from the University of Virginia in acting. Isn't that cool? And a BA from the- from Theater University of Arkansas Pine Bluffs. So, so I appreciate that. More on wine glasses. So, how many wine glasses are you going through? Uh, we had about four or six good wine glasses, and over a period of a long time, yeah. If only they all st- broke. If only you still had some wine glasses safely stored in your basement. Yes. If only I did. That belonged to you and your wedding twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, we still have them. Yeah, I don't in have a box. Them. Yeah, they're in a box. Dear Mr. Porthauser, I'm glad to assist you with ordering your wine glasses. Please reply, 
promptly with the following information off the glasses on the way in no time. Your Amex number, your security code, your PIN number, your social security, and on and on and on, which yeah. ends with First city where you met name. the spouse and names of the rascals. I can do that. That's from Brady Soup in Lenore, North Carolina. From Patrick Moffat, I live in Utah now, and I'm happy to head down to Salt Lake City and pick up the wine glasses for you from American Express. Just hop on the computer and pick out what style you like and send me your credit card information and all of that. You know, I'm going to take a nap. When I wake up, if the information is in my email, I'll go and get the glasses. If not, I won't. <laughs> and from Shad, a fine line between idiot and man in search of an argument. So the rest of the story as, uh, who was that guy who said that all the time? And now for the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. Paul oh, Harvey. Come. Yes. I don't yes. need you to come up with it. I came up with it myself. A little slowly, <laughs> but I came up with it myself. So I drive out there, and I go first to Home Goods, where I buy a garbage can. Because I need a house garbage can, because the house garbage can is broken beyond repair. It's plastic. It's, it's just falling apart. I buy a house garbage can. They don't even come in boxes. You pick them off the shelves. You carry them out. They're long cylinders. And I buy that. And then I go next door. Um, I go next door to Kitchen and Company where I think there will be wine glasses because there have been wine glasses in the past. And I ask somebody where are the wine glasses. And they direct me to the back and they say you can't miss them. So I go to the back and what is disturbing to me is that they are individual wine glasses. They're not in boxes. No, you need a box. I, I don't want that. I don't want to buy individual wine. I don't want to now do it that to, way. You, you plan to break a great deal of these wine glasses. Well, I don't know how good these things are when they're just individually standing on a shelf. Well, knock one on the ground. See what happens. I didn't, yeah, I didn't do that. But they had so many good exotic potato chips. I was so tempted to buy. And I did Dark not. russet? No, they didn't have dark russet. But they had very exotic, cool-looking potato chips. Anyway, so then there was one shelf had boxes that I was used to, boxes of wine glasses. And I looked around, and I saw a brand, the name of which I was familiar with, and I had always been told was good. I don't know if it is pronounced Riedel or Riedel or Riedel. I believe it's a German brand. I always thought it was Riedel. Okay, Riedel. Orifors, I believe, is a Swedish brand. Um, Riedel or Riedel is a German brand. So they have, for people like me who are stupid, on the front of the box, and it's usually boxes of four, but then it says buy six, get eight. I didn't, I didn't want eight. That's like a window nation type yeah, deal. Yeah, right. Yeah, buy six, get eight. I didn't want- house of glasses. I didn't want that. I, four was fine. But they put pictures of the kind of wine this glass is created for. They put pictures of different reds. You know, the Cabernet, Cabernet uh, Sauvignon would be there with Merlot, but but um, Pinot would be in a different box. Whites would be in a different box. And I felt that there was one box that gave me the two options of Cabernet and Merlot. I don't have Merlot anymore ever since I saw that movie I Sideways. You know, I don't, I don't watch, I don't have Merlot anymore. If you've seen the movie, you know you can't have Merlot. I do drink Pinot and I do drink um, Cab and, and other things as well. So I went to buy them, and I looked on the box. I looked for a price tag, and I saw what I thought, and I wrote this down, was nine ninety five. I thought, wow, nine ninety five for, for a four pack for four glasses. Yeah, not happening. I don't know if this is really good enough. And I brought them up there, and I just okay. I'll just take, you know, I'll I'll take a box of four, or maybe I got two boxes of two. Maybe I got two boxes of two because there weren't four packs. Yeah. So that's what that's yeah, you why build up to six. I was scared off by the buy six get eight 
It just seemed too much when everything else was a twosie, you know? So I go up there and the woman says to me, okay, that's um, $139. That added up quickly. $139. Oof. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't $9.95, it was $69.95. And I didn't have any glasses with me, so I couldn't even see that. So each two box was thirty was fifty nine ninety sixty nine ninety five. So each glass is thirty five dollars. It still seems like a lot for a glass. Well, what what the box said when I got it back to the house and looked at it, what the box said is you should buy wine glasses. Each glass should be the equivalent of the the amount of money you spend on, on a, a bottle? bottle of wine. Now I don't usually spend. $35 on a bottle of wine, a little bit less than that, $20, $25. But, you know, I sprung. Being generous to you. I sprung, you know, and, and so that's that's what I got. Now, I brought the four home, and so far, none have broken in four days. None have broken yet. Well, to be fair, the Nats haven't been home yet, so. <laughs> no, no, they were rained out last night, and no, they won one game. So, yeah, I don't get angry and smash the glass down. But they they are Riedel. That has, I believe it's Riedel. Okay. Now this is is that me. what is that what the glasses in the basement that have been in the basement ever since they were moved from your room? Now I'm thinking I got to sell these glasses because we we must have multiple boxes. But I, that's why I thought they were in like a box of six or eight. We also have the champagne glasses, the flutes. If you're interested got in breaking those. some of those, no, I've got those. Well, you when you say we have them, where are they physically? They are physically in a house that is in our name. And by our name, I mean probably still in your house. <laughs> my house. Right. They were moved out of your room. You have been you married for how long? Uh, don't put me on the spot. Okay. But more than a year? More than a year. Less more than, than 10 five years? years? Yeah. Between five and 10? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you, know, I, this, this, you know, this, of course, segues right into at what point does a parent stop paying for the cell phones of a child? You know, at what point? We're not going to go there right now. <laughs> it's just... A, <laughs> That's just what I do. All right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, um, we'll have Jeff Passan, and he will talk about that what that which Ron Darling talked about from a different point of view, goop. from the enforcement point of view, and he'll talk about baseball. Ron Darling, by the way, in this past week, Ron Darling and Jay Billis, just outstanding. Here we go. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the X-Chair ad. It wants me to say I love my new X-Chair. I've never had an office chair that looks or feels so amazing in my entire life. Honestly, it's so comfortable that I can sit for hours and never feel uncomfortable. And some of that may be true. It's true I've never had an office chair that I like this much. And it's true that I love the chair. It's so comfortable I could sit for hours and never feel uncomfortable. No, because I've got a torn ligament in my ankle. And I can't sit for hours and not feel uncomfortable. But if I could sit for hours and not feel uncomfortable, it would be in this chair, which is now on the PTI set, which I like very much. The secret is not only their patented dynamic variable, variable lumbar support DVL, which offers unbelievable lumbar support to my lower back, but now thanks to their new HXMT technology, I can also get heat and massage therapy. That is the H and the MT, heat and massage therapy while I'm sitting at my desk. I could do that if I knew how to do that. A smart person. And by smart, I mean a high school graduate could do it. I, of course, can't do it. It does deliver heat and massage technology right to my core. Michael has shown me how to do that, and I've done that, and I'm operating on memory now, helping increase blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy, all perks that make working from home or office a joy. It has four different massage modes, and it has fast warming heat technology for therapy. 
It, you won't believe the X chair difference until you feel the X chair difference. I, I got yourself. big chair news for you. What? Our, our longtime friend Sam Neal just made the X chair purchase. He made the leap into X chair land. Made the jump. Good for him. Trust me. And as Sam will tell you, it's the luxury supercar of office chairs. Jody Forstott bought one himself. X chair is now on sale for $100 off. Go to xchairtony.com now. That's the letter X, chair, Tony.com, or you can call 1 844 4X chair. X chair has a 30 day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairtony.com now. Use the code wheel, X wheels for free X wheel blade casters. Oh, use that. xchairtony.com. Use the code, people. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. I need her now. Terrence and the High Flyers send us this music. They have sent us music before. They have a new album called Lover's Lane. It dropped on May 28th. It's got 12 tracks. Terrence send us this. Terrence of Terrence and the High Flyers. This is called She's Gone, and it plays in Jeff Passan. And we had Ron Darling on the show the other day, who's going to sort of necessarily take a different point of view because he was a pitcher himself. Um, not that he thinks that all this goop is good, but you know it's 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 a it's just a different view from somebody who covers the sport. And it seems to me, Jeff, that there's only a few questions to ask, and you know what the questions are. I mean, and you can take them in whatever order you want. And and these are the ones that stand out. What does baseball want out of this? Why is baseball addressing it now? How much uh-huh. resistance will there be from players? And how committed and serious is baseball to whatever they want to do, right? Isn't that the essence of what you what you do when you research this? Yeah, and uh, I'll start with the, the last one first, because that one to me may be the most important of all. I agree. I agree. The, the, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's important because right now, Rob Manfred's reputation – uh, among the public, among the players, uh, and among some people in the sport is in tatters. And it's there because of how he has handled crises and, and more how, in their view, he has mishandled them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and I think a lot, I think a lot of it is fair. I think, uh, a, a good part of it, honestly, is just a, a snowball effect. And they look at what happened with the Astros, and they look at uh, him saying something like the World Series trophy is a piece of metal, and they look at the, the rollout of COVID uh, baseball last year and, and the Cardinals and the Marlins. And they don't, you know, they don't give him credit for stuff like completing a season, which I think was an incredibly difficult and trying thing to do because, well, he's at that point now where he's a commissioner who gets blame more than he gets credit. And and if this does not go well, Tony, if not only the, the use of the sticky substances doesn't stop, but if there's resistance from players, if there's incompetence from umpires, if there's any of that, all of that is going to reflect directly on Rob Manfred in a year in which he's negotiating collective bargaining agreement with an ownership uh, class 
that is wondering about the direction of the future of this sport. So this has to go well. And uh, the commitment from baseball, I think, has to be all in. Because if you're doing this in the middle of a season, right now when you didn't have to, then you better get it right. Will there be resistance? There's resistance from players on almost everything. This is their game. Will there be resistance from players or will there be enough players to say, yeah, we got to stop this? I think some of that depends on what the penalties are going to look like here. And, and sources have told me that that stuff is still being worked out. And I think the discipline part of this ties back in to the Astros and the lack of discipline that was meted out to the players there uh, for their uh, telling the truth about what happened with the trash can scheme. Um, I think if the, there is significant enough discipline, then it's going to scare a lot of players straight. And you're going to have your stragglers and you're going to have your, your players who – um, you know, who think that they need this the same way that after performance enhancing drugs were banned, there were still players who were yeah. using them. But I, I was talking with the, with a couple of general managers over the last few days. And I think there is going to be institutional support for this and that managers and coaches are either going to sit down players individually ones who there are reports tony that are being sent to clubs right now and these reports that are being sent to clubs essentially say we know this guy this guy this guy and this guy are doing it handle it as you shall and whether it's sitting down with the team and relaying this message or whether it's sitting down with individual guys and saying um, uh, son, uh, we know you have a problem. Uh, you got to stop. Uh, there's going to be pressure on the players to, to actually stop using this stuff. And I believe that it's going to be successful. Um, well, it it's only, get, it, yeah, it's only going to yeah, be successful if the punishments are hard and, and it, and, and if you throw out a pitcher for 10 games, eh, you got to start throwing out pitching coaches and managers too. Like they like yeah. what just happened to Bob Baffert. In other words, yeah. it doesn't matter who on his team applied that drug to that horse. Baffert right. had to take the blame. Don't you agree? Managers and pitching coaches have to go too. I think. I, I you know I think that would be a I think that would be a very effective way to get pitchers to stop using. Because let's let's look at what ten games for a starting pitcher is, Tony. It's two games. If you if you if you manipulate your rotation properly, where a guy, uh, you know, appeals the suspension until after a start, and then starts serving it. Yeah. You know, if the calendar works right, he misses may miss one only start. One start. Yep. One start. Yep. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I I agree. I mean, I I think the. The greatest thing here is what is the punishment? And the other, the second most important thing is, is how will this be determined? Who will have the, what, what authority will go to a pitcher? Is it just an umpire 
umpire whose authorities have been stripped and, and people in baseball say we don't even need umpires, we can do everything electronically. Are those guys yeah. going to do this or, or, or is baseball going to send special people to game after game after game? No, I don't think there are going to be like federales who are on the yeah, lookout yeah, yeah. for. <laughs> and, yeah. and this, it, you, you bring up such a great point about baseball essentially saying to umpires, um, "You guys get strikes right, balls and strikes right, about ninety-five percent of the time." But we want a hundred, and we're going to use computers for that. And yeah. you know, the thing, the thing that involves you in the game the most is going to be taken away from you, but. We need you to go out and do the dirty work here for us. And the, you know, we we joke all the time about how blind umpires are. Um, they're not substance hounds, you know. They're not drug sniffing dogs. And players have gotten away for years using foreign substances because they're not Michael Pineda who's putting pine tar on his neck. Like there are, there are ways <laughs> that right. players use that are like true dark art stuff. I mean, there was a player who was telling me earlier this week that he once, <laughs> he once rubbed pine tar literally in his groin, not outside of his pants in his groin, like right. skin groin. And he would reach down there and get a dab of pine tar in between innings. And, and at one point, he actually did it on the mound. Looked like he was adjusting his shirt and tucking it back in. No, he was going to load up the ball. Like, guys are literally going to their balls to load up their balls. It's unbelievable the lengths that they will go to to cheat in baseball. And part of me sits here and is like, all right, I, I respect the hustle. You guys are carrying on the legacy of cheaters past, but the 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 collective the collective disappointment of the fan that this sport is so full of cheating and that it seems to be what uh, excites the public most about baseball. Uh, we should be excited, Tony, about. DeGrom and about Otani and about Tatis and Guerrero and Acuna. And yet here we are talking about sticky stuff. And, and to me, like the most enjoyable part of this is trying to figure out synonyms for, for what they're using. I think you said goop. That's a good one. Goop. Like I goop. like goop. Goop is good. Um, what is, it's, it's just a rough estimate on your part, obviously, but what percentage of pitchers do you think, on a regular basis, use what is considered foreign substance to give them better control and and the ability to make the ball flutter in ways that hit, hitters can't hit it? I know estimates have been as high as 90%. That feels a little <sighs> high, high to me. That's, that's high, 90%. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I think at least 50% use i i called it in the story i wrote about this use like the lo-fi stuff uh it, where you're taking sunscreen and mixing it with rosin and you get right. a little bit of tack um I, I and i would i would not be surprised if that were was as high as 70 percent. i mean it's tony it's really really prevalent and uh among you know among guys who 
you think are like a, as clean cut, straight and narrow as possible, they're still using this. And and I don't think they're using it for the same reason necessarily that the spider tack users are. Like if you're using spider tack, uh, you're using it to distinctly enhance your performance. That's if right. You're doing, if you're doing sunscreen and rosin, it's, it's one of those things where you know that it does slightly enhance your performance, but there also may be some nobility in it in that you really feel like with the expectation that teams have of you now, which is that you're going to go out there and rip max effort pitches all the time, that if you do that, you want to be as responsible as possible with it controlling them so you don't go and kill someone. Well, this is, of course, what you always hear from hitters, that they don't mind if pitchers use something to give them a little bit better control. But I'll get, I'll get yeah. you out of here on this. And this is, to me, you alluded to this at the beginning of when you started talking. Why now? Why now, in the middle of a season, why is baseball mm -hmm. alarmed to the point that it will change things right now? So... I think those two things uh, sort of have the same answer. Um, and, and I think it's players up to this point were okay with pitchers using stuff because they bought into the idea that it was for safety concerns. Then they started collectively hitting 237. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, hold on a second here. We suck now. And we suck in part, not entirely, but in part because of what these pitches we're facing every night are doing. This isn't what we grew up hitting against. This isn't what we were hitting against five years ago. It's entirely different. And, you know, you talk with with people on the field and around the sport and they all Tony will say it's different this year. There's just more of it this year. And from talking with people at major league baseball, their argument is that difference, the, the amount of people using something this year and, and the leap in spin rate that you can see through Statcast data. Like this isn't just guessing this is actually objective numbers uh made it enough of a crisis where if we sat back and watched it any longer we would just be extending the irresponsibility you know we waited long enough we waited perhaps too long i mean they say yeah. perhaps it's, cl it's clear they waited too long, too long. Yeah. um yeah. but we would rather now that we have the information because they've been collecting this stuff for the last couple months uh, we would rather do it now and tear the Band-Aid off than wait any longer. And it's, you know, there, I get that part of the argument. I also really wonder about the wisdom in rolling out something this important on the fly in the middle of the year. Well, we're going to see. I mean, we, we're going to see. Yeah, and sure And you and I are in total agreement that if the punishment is not even-handed and hard, then this thing is a joke like the pitch clock because the pitch clock is stupid. It's public relations. It's never, it's never used. It doesn't really matter. 
I, I think I'm right on that. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tony. Jeff Passon, boys and girls, we will take a break. We will come back. We'll do a news segment. We'll have Gary and Chris on with us. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. Summer begins this month in a week or so. You know what that means. It's time to save on life insurance. That way you'll have a bigger budget for summer things like pool floats and hard seltzers. Between Father's Day, Flag Day, National Yo-Yo Day, the month of June has a lot going on. Thankfully, Policy Genius makes it easy to cross life insurance off your list so you can get back to yo-yoing. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not for the insurance company, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. Head to PolicyGenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need, and you can compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius never sells your information to other companies, and Policy Genius does not add on extra fees. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, Terrence and the High Flyers from their new album, Lover's Lane, which was released on May 28th. This is called Good To Me. Terrence and the High Flyers. Michael. If groups like Terrence and High Flyers want to send us their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at TonyKornheiserShow.com. And do we have a promo code for Johnny O? Yeah, we're celebrating the Bootsters' uh, fourth birthday, Bootsy 4. Bootsy uh, 4, And go Johnny check o. out the matching dad and son swim, uh, swim trunks. I never know if I should say swimsuits or swim trunks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Matching dad stuff. No, I don't. I never like the matching. No, you're not. I don't like matching mom and daughter. I don't like matching father and son. You're never never there, so it's okay. All right, this is a news segment. (laughs) I was there. I I was away for the Olympics months at a time, apparently. Uh, This is a news segment, so we turn it over to Nigel. Go ahead. Gary and Chris are with us. Go ahead. Yes, thank you, Mr. Tony. Well, the Celebrity Millennium cruise ship. I was there. I don't believe you were in Nagano. Yeah. I don't believe you were in St. Martin when the cruise ship Celebrity Millennium departed on Saturday with much fanfare as, as people thought, well, this is the, uh, the, the reinvigoration of the cruise line industry. Um, and they almost made it through the whole week without anybody testing positive. But unfortunately, on Thursday, two people uh, tested positive. They're asymptomatic. Um, and so they are, they're on their way back home right now. But this is uh, obviously a continuing issue for the hold, cruise hold industry. Hold on a second. In order to, it seems to me, in order to actually take a cruise, the cruise line would have to guarantee testing of all employees and all guests before they took off. Wouldn't, yes, Chris, the, Gary, wouldn't you think so they'd have to do they, they did. You had to, it was two to three days before that you had to do it. I don't, under, to test, but I don't understand why can't they, it is literally a, box on the water of germs. So why can't they mandate vaccines? They, they did not mandate that you be vaccinated. 
in order to get on. I, I just, well, number one, don't go the, on cruises. I mean, we've been uh, over this so many times. Well, but right? Gary has enjoyed cruises. Gary's no, been uh, on and enjoyed well, them. Well, that's Gary. I mean, we know we don't like him, right? Am I, I right? <laughs> I think... Um, Hi, Gary. I don't wanna, I, uh, hey, hiya, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to speak out of turn. I, I think where the cruise leaves from matters, Tony, in terms of right, what they can right. What require. the rules are, what the laws are. Yes. Right. Yes. And uh, where did this depart from, Nigel? St. Martin. That's a well, Dutch island? There. Is, is that right? Mm. Is that a Dutch island? Yes, St. I believe. Martin. Yes. yes. It's yeah. not an American. But, but American. I, will, I will say this. Uh, according to the cruise line uh, statement, all guests on the ship were required to show that they were fully vaccinated and they had a negative corona test taken within 72 hours of the cruise leaving St. Martin. Crew members are fully vaccinated. And in, other words, you had to, in other words, the requirement to go on the cruise was you had to have a printer and know how to work a computer. <laughs> I mean, right. literally show you yeah. were vaccinated. Just, yeah. You just fake yeah. it out. I read, I read a story that said it was not... The man, it was not mandated that you were fully vaccinated. Yeah, that's what I so, saw originally. Sounds like just fake news here because I, I don't. I'm not totally sure, but I don't. I don't understand how if everyone was fully vaccinated and they had been tested. I mean, I guess there's a breakthrough infection thing, like on the Yankees, but I don't. I don't yeah, understand then having... how how people would get it. Just it's amazing to me. The cruise line industry is done. It's just done. I, don't I mean, think so Tony, they filled up this boat and they left a week ago. People are going on them. Because it's $199 all you can eat for three days. <laughs> Who's not going to yep. do that? And drink, right, Gary? Nah, I think it's going to cost you extra. But yeah. Yeah. Drinking is extra. All right. It's crazy. I wouldn't go, I would, but I wouldn't go on anyone. All right, what else? Uh, let us turn our attention to, well, we'll stay with, uh, with COVID. Um, the Washington football team brought in a vaccine expert to address player skepticism and try and boost the inoculation rate um, within the team. But uh, one player in particular, Montez Sweat, uh, was not swayed by any of, okay, any so of the Okay, so let me get to this. Let, let me just do this in, in, in a reasonable order. The first thing about that story that was extraordinarily surprising to me was that the Washington football team was only around 50% of vaccination of the players. Only 50%. I was stunned by that. And then Montez Sweat's comments indicating he has no idea of the difference of preventative treatment and treatment after the fact. None whatsoever when he said, I'm not going to get the vaccine until I get COVID. Just showing no understanding of what a vaccine is. Right. What did you guys think about that? Particularly the 50%. And then later, it's not just that team. Sam Darnold you know, uh, the number three draft choice a few years ago now at Carolina said he's not getting it. Well, what does he need it for? He doesn't have to get it. What do you make of this? So you're surprised by you think 50% is far too low? Way low. Well, I actually, way that, low. Looking that at part did not surprise me. 58% or so of, of adults. Yeah, that, that, that didn't surprise me, Tony. I mean, our, like our country is our country really? in, in America. Just yesterday, I heard Biden's chief of response say in America, 64% of adults have had one shot. So I would think a football team would be way less than that because it's so many young 20-somethings yeah. who are yeah, tough but it's as gonna, nails. It's and, going to be and, offered. It's going to be brought to them at a football team, basically. That's yeah, what's the Yeah, but there's, the ones of, trying to there's a lot of conflicting opinions as to what, I mean, you know, this dude said he didn't see the need for it because he hasn't gotten COVID yet. 
He he wasn't yes. trying. He wasn't thumbing his nose at science. He just clearly didn't understand. He doesn't. I mean, it's understand. like saying I'm not playing with a helmet because I've never had a concussion. I mean, <laughs> right. it's just like it's, it doesn't make any sense. And like Darnold, I love Darnold's explanation. Yeah, there's a lot of you know uh, research I need to do. Are you an epidemiologist? He, he's uh, not uh, Sam are Darnold. You, are, you a, are you a medical doctor? Because like, what do you, what research do you need? But I, I am with Gary. I mean, like I do. I, I'm not surprised at that number, even though really? I wish that. Yeah, because I it, most it, it athletic not, teams are to 85 percent, and that's how they're able yep. to be together in the clubhouse. If for no other reason, you say to your players, "Come on, we got a we have a team here. The only way to be a team is to get to this number." Well, that's the way that you. I mean, I think that ultimately is the way that you well, do it. But then, are you going to restrict playing time? Uh, you well, know, and, and let me also say attendance. You know, and if they're not, they can't go to meetings if they're not back. I mean, that's the way that you hurt them and get them yeah. to incentivize to do it. Otherwise, if it's just going to be like, we'd like you to do this, but there's no penalty, we know that there's lots and lots of people in this country who won't do it. Even when you have states like Ohio saying, we're going to give away a million dollars five yeah, times lottery. to people who get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, let, yeah, and let me point saying, something out, uh, something else out, Tony. You said these other sports have. have sort of said, hey, look, this is the way to have a season. Football yeah. had, a, had a complete season before the vaccine. So, I mean, how yeah. are you going to convince those guys they need it? It's like, I didn't need it last year. I didn't get it. I mean, you, you tracked me. You kept everyone away from me. So I, You have I mean, a coach I, say to them, get the vaccine. Okay, this is the, this is the, the rule for work here. Get the vaccine. When, when Sam Darnold says he has research to do, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, he's no. not going to do any research. <laughs> he's not even going to read one, one of, article. Uh, exactly. Oh, I mean, that, that one to me, the Montez Sweat one was just pure ignorance, right? He just doesn't understand a vaccine right. and what it does. The, the Sam Darnold one, it's like, dude, give me a, you're a football quarterback, which is great and, and, and admirable. But you're not a doctor, an epidemiologist, an infectious research. Like, what research do you need to do? Oh, it's a vaccine. It's 80 to 90% effective. There, there it is. Look, I did the research. Good job, Chris. What else, Thanks. Nigel? Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about Russell Wilson, Mr. Tony? Who yes. Was back in camp. Yes. yes. Uh, Russell Wilson has said, I saw him say this. I saw the words come out of his mouth and heard them. He said, I never asked for a trade. Now, this is... He may have the technical ability to claim that, that he never asked for a trade. But his agent went to Seattle and gave them a list of four teams that yes. Russell Wilson would be perfectly happy to play for. So what are we talking about here, Chris and Gary? What are we talking about with this guy? I think it is, it is uh, the N uh, NBA leaking into the NFL in a weird way. I mean, I know the NFL is bigger, but I mean, we, we've seen the, you know, Anthony Davis, uh, Kawhi sort of picking their team and then saying to their current right. team, make this, make this happen. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Julio Jones, uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, it's ridiculous that, that Russell Wilson is claiming that. I would guess that is the plausible deniability thing that you said. Yes. Like, I personally never said to this one person that I want to be traded, but I do think we're in an era now where it very much is the, the empowerment of the athlete. And I think a lot of athletes would say, well, good. You, you know, it, it, That's the, fun. All time until now was the owners 
controlled everything. Um, but I do think that you're seeing the sort of team picking and team refusal. I mean, I guess now he's back in camp, he's backing down. I mean, I, the Rodgers thing. Well, he, yes. Well, the thing with Russell Wilson, wouldn't you say, Gary, is he wants to get along with his teammates. He realizes he's going to be there. So now he's doing everything he can to say, I'm part of this team and I love this team, right? I, I think we lost Gary. I think there's something wrong with We him. lost <laughs> Gary? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. It finally I worked. <laughs> okay. Say. So listen, number one suspect. Yes, uh, I will just I hope no one cut the line at his house. <laughs> <laughs> I will add this one thing about Russell Wilson and get off it. That years years from now, a hundred years from now, when people look back at sports, the turning point in all sports is going to be free agency. It's yeah. gonna be free agency. It changed everything and for the better much, much better that people have the rights to do that, but it changed everything. So what else do we have, Nigel? If, if uh, we endeavor to get Gary back, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So, uh, did you, man, I hope we get him back. Yeah, I know, Chris. Mm. I know you're very distraught about this right now. <laughs> um, did you want to talk about the basketball uh, scores from last night as Utah gets out to the 2 nothing lead with their win over the Clippers and the, um, and the Bucks finally get on the board? They beat Brooklyn in a defensive battle, 86-83. Well, I, I watched a lot of that game. Milwaukee was up by 100 points in the first quarter. And Brooklyn came steadily back. Um, if I were Brooklyn, I wouldn't feel too bad about that. I'd feel like I can beat this team, and I can beat them in five games. Yeah. The other game, uh, you you can't – the Clippers did something that was extraordinary in the first round. They lost the first two games at home. They won four of the next five, three on the road. Um, you just It doesn't really matter. If they go down 2 nothing. don't you think, Chris? You, you just can't – you can't automatically say that I Utah think can win that. At some point, you the tank kind of starts to run out. I mean, uh -huh. you know, it's always possible, but yeah. I mean, I, I I guess I don't totally get Utah. I was listening to Windhorse. Uh, was that Wednesday? You know, he loves them like as a team. Loves them. Yeah, yeah, they're like a professional team, which, you know, obviously yeah. he's smarter than me, so I defer to him. I mean, I, I know Gobert just won the player of the year. I know Donovan yeah. Mitchell is sort of a rising star, but, like, I, I don't – I'm into the NBA, and I struggle to watch them. Because they mean, never on television. Like you and Winhurst were talking about. There's just not a ton of star power left. I mean, if the Nets happen to go out, you oh. know, I guess you have Giannis, but the, uh, you, the Nets have the uh, three biggest stars, I think. Yeah, by left far. in the, the whole thing. By far, because um, Kawhi is not a star. He's a great no, player. He he's not well, a star. He never speaks. He never speaks, no, which complicates no, no. being a star. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I, like, I, mean, I like the Nets game. I, I, uh, I think that the Nets are going to win that series. You and I had talked on text on I mean, I just think that... Yeah, I like them. I think the Nets look really pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, and, and reminder, they don't have James Harden, who, you know, depending on who you rank it, is one of the top five to ten players in the league. They don't. No, have he had the best the season of any NBA player this right. year when he played. He did. So, Nigel, you got I, one I more do. story? I do. I do have one more story. Gary, are you with us now? I am. Ah, damn, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. Uh, Mr. Tony, oh, hey, I Gary. have... I have fantastic news for you. You may you may want to put off that trip to Ingleside. Israeli scientists have found a way to increase the life expectancy of mice by twenty three percent with the um, uh, messing about with a with a certain protein called SIRT six that is. Um, process in the in the aging process. It's a, it's a protein that wanes, and when they manipulated it, they've increased the lifespan of these mice, and they believe that within the next couple of years, they could do this with humans, which would mean, if successful, that humans would live to the average age, average, mind you, of 120 okay. years. 
how would their mm. how would their walking be? How would their bones be? How would their strength be? I mean, I can't. You know, I'm falling apart now. If if you give me to 110. I'm not. I can't hit the ball. It just I'm sounds like more time, <laughs> more time to potentially get cancer and and or dementia. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. Yeah, you know, are the mics able to name all the members of the Rascals at 120? <laughs> <laughs> I that's don't think, That's a life. That's sort of a quality I, of life issue. From what I can gather from this um, this really strong report by the New York Post, um, it seems as if <laughs> the aging process. I mean, it, all the things that you would accompany with that, uh, they don't. They just come much later. So you would have all the vigor and energy of you know your, your youthful self yeah. while you had yeah, this like, I don't believe like that. retirement which age would now have to be moved to like, 85 yeah i don't how think social security would survive hmm? how could we afford any of this no it's just <laughs> right. this, i read this a quote absurd. from sam darnold that said he's doing some research on this so. <laughs> you know what bring back death panels we'll wait and see how that pans out yeah, bring, bring back everybody. the uh, death panels that sarah palin was always talking about and the government <laughs> no. can just decide who gets to live and die <laughs> thanks everybody thank you thank you talk Tone, I just want to remind road. you, I was here for the whole segment. Gary, we're going <laughs> to complete you, the You whole did segment. cut out for a second, oh. though, Chris. So. Hey, you to- cut hey out Tony, can bit. I just say one yes. thing for, for, the, yeah. for the vast audience of Littles out there, that the yeah. Summer of Littles, which is the annual yeah. August holiday where, where your the Jerry Negrelli thing. hiatus yeah. is celebrated. Um, right. No, it's not to be confused with the Jingle oh. Fest thing. This is just okay. joining fellow Littles where you live. And meeting oh, them for okay. a beer, that's that's this right. August 7th, I think at it's 5 p.m., talking, and you can right? just go to summeroflittles.com, organize an event in your town if there's not one near you and you want to do it. They're like all literally all over the world. Um, that's the extent I know about it. They can go to the website if they want to know more info. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, sir. I will be back with email and a jingle. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Vincero ad. Vincero is back. We're always excited to have them. They know just how important it is to look and feel your best, and they're here to help keep you feeling good wherever you go. That's why they create watches and sunglasses and blue light glasses that I don't even know what those are. It protects your eyes. Oh, that are stylish, classy, and beautiful. Vincero creates products that are built to last and that don't break the bank. They believe you deserve to look good no matter what your budget is. I just seen a Liz says thank you for the watch. Oh, She's okay, now great. part of the Vincero family. That's great. That's great. Um, go to VinceroCollective.com slash Tony to check out products. Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O, Collective.com slash Tony. Uh, Vincero understands the frustrations of online shopping. Boy, do I have that. These guys get it, and that's why they make it as easy as possible for you. Every purchase automatically comes with a five-year warranty and a 365-day return policy, which is fabulous. It's stress-free shopping with fair and honest prices. Don't overpay for products that look cheap and disappoint. Go to VinceroCollective.com forward slash Tony. Head over to the website right now. Get yourself a timepiece or even better with Father's Day right around the corner. That's true. A week and a half away or so. Now's the perfect time to pick up that perfect gift. Go to the link and use the discount Tony. This is a buy you won't regret. Um, So we like Vincero. Yeah, for Father's Day, maybe father and son matching watches. That's a lot better than matching swimsuits, you know. <laughs> that's a lot better than that. Yeah. Swimsuits, swim trunks. Eh. You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser show. Here comes Tony's mail back at your emails, faxes and your notes. 
Here comes Mr. Tony's mailbag on a reason for all of your folks. That's a real singer, kids. That's a real singer. That's Darius Rucker. We have Rucker. to get you down to South Carolina for the uh, for that September tournament. Hey, that's Darius day. Rucker. Uh, do you want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad, Nigel? Oh, yes. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go uh, on the interweb at BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you will be thrilled. No, no. Let's let's get to the second bag of bagels, Nigel. Yeah, oh, well, are you getting bagels bag. every day and you're holding out from us that you get them every day for Not yourself that we Not thought... What? Not every day. Every once in a while. I take a, I take one for myself. I well, we had two. There well, wasn't I one. Two. I had two today. Well, two. yes. Sorry, I was yeah. feeling greedy. I, I just want... Not... No, you can do it anytime you want, but I mean, you make it seem like... We just want to know you're eating. Yeah, you make it seem like you don't get anything ever, and now we see that on the sly, you have a bag for yourself all the time, which is fine. Uh, before we get to the mailbag, let me just say Ed's Tropical Aquarium, Mattress City, Donuts, 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 Mr. Sid's Tuxedos, Six Guys from Greece, Authentic Greek Food. Who is that? Who is doing that? That's the old, I don't know the name of the actor, but that's in Forget Paris. He's driving along with Billy right. Crystal. And he's right, just, but Ed's and, Tropical Aquarium is <laughs> in Lindbrook, yes. or was in Lindbrook. Right, yes. thanks to our guests today, Jeff Passan, Chris Saliza, Gary Braun. Thanks to our sponsors, Vincero, Policy Genius, X-Chair. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple product, Apple Podcasts, rather, Spotify, Google Play, or da- Odyssey. Audacity would be better than Odyssey. Audacity, mendacity, mendacity, mendacity. <laughs> and if you get the show through iTunes, please leave us a review. Things pop into my head from 50 and 60 years ago, and I just find myself saying them out loud. Here's the bird stuff. So we have bird stuff. This is from David Baker in Warren, Ohio. If you don't want birds to attack you, you may want to remove the crusts of bread from your pockets before the daily dog walk. From Larry in Raleigh, North Carolina. I wish I was making this up. Walking the dog and I hear some angry sounding birds. I don't pay too much attention as we live out in the country and birds are normally pretty active here. After they get louder, I look up just in time for one of them to pop me on the shoulder. What the actual, as the kids say, the dog and I make our best Tippy Hedren impression back inside and as we were near the front door, quickly safe. Maybe this is the start of the animal revolution. I, I, are birds, is this common now? Michael, has a bird ever attacked you? Never no, no. This you have to have come far too close to the nest. That's what I think. But I'm walking on the ground. That where's the nest? It's not on the ground. Uh, Bill Miklas in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, wondering if the encounter with the bird was a flagrant one or two. I would have said a one, a flagrant <laughs> one, not not a flagrant two. From Zach Smith, thanks for continuing the show through the pandemic. It's great to hear some voices that have become familiar over the last few years of my life and has brought continued laughs. It's been a great relief to the loneliness as it's become more commonplace due to the social distancing measures that were taken. Anyway, I just wanted to share my most memorable run-in with birds. I'm from Houston, and mockingbirds are very common and happen to be the state bird. Mocking yeah. bird. bird. Yeah, that's great. James Taylor and Carly Simon. One day when I was walking my dog, or dumb, a dumb. brown and white mini Aussie, two mockingbirds came and swooped down over her and seemed to claw at her rear. I swatted them away and we got out of there. A few hours later, I went to get the mail with a cup of coffee in hand and had to walk by the same spot in the apartment complex. I saw the bird on top of the apartment building. We locked eyes, and he made a beeline straight from my head. 
As he got closer, I threw my coffee at him, ducked and got out of there. I felt like I was in a Hitchcock movie. That was the only time I can say I honestly got freaked out by a bird. There have been other instances, maybe one or two a year, where birds swoop down on me or the dog, and I make some attempt to shoo them off and they leave us alone. Mockingbirds are known for this, and it's why they have a state bird. See below, and he explains that they are extraordinarily territorial. They've been known to swoop and dive at pretty much anything, including people that get close to their nests, which are usually placed between three and ten feet off the ground. Okay, you know, but I don't know that this was a mockingbird. I have no idea. From Brandon Costello, our old friend. Did you receive the gift I sent? With all the popularity of drone delivery, Amazon has now started a new bird delivery service. The mail bird will alight near you and squawk, signaling a package delivery. Anyway, it's a very expensive <laughs> gift. I know you'll enjoy it. Do let me know. When did you, you try out it. that squawk multiple times, or did that just come to you in the moment? In the moment. From Corey Beatty. I'm a longtime little from Oakville, Ontario, in Canada, going back to the radio days. In 2015, on a long road trip through the Canadian Rockies, I hooked my then new wife on the show. Though she doesn't listen daily, she regularly asks for update on the orchid. Many years ago, as a young engaged couple, she came claiming that a bird had attacked her. In her frantic state, she recounted that a red-winged blackbird stalked her down our busy urban street and ultimately swooped in and clawed at her scalp. For the last decade, she will walk hunched with a wary eye to the sky every time one of these fearsome birds is spotted. I never believed her and often took great joy in mocking her story as if she were Roy Scheider and this tiny little bird was the great white. Until last <laughs> week when our two children were playing in a park, our four-year-old was warned by another dad that a bird's nest was in a bush he was running near. In that moment, I witnessed a red-winged blackbird swoop and strike at my speedy boy. He ducked and the bird missed, which delighted us all, but not as much as it delighted my wife, who now had proof of her dramatic story. When I heard the open of the show, I knew I finally had my David Aldridge moment. I know that bird. My wife, still riding the high of our son's park encounter, now knows that if Mr. Tony fears the bird, I will too. Best regards and thanks for the many, many years of entertainment and solicitor. What do you make of that? That park's got to be shut down for that bird. Uh, you know, so you, is it possible? I mean, I, I understand violating the territory of a bird will cause the bird to do that. But where do you think the nest was? So you have those cherry, the cherry trees in the back. I'm sure it's 20 feet off the ground. So why? I mean, but why I'm now? six feet off the ground. In fact, at my current five, state, I'm five feet ten off the ground, maybe. Made program. On right? a lucky day. So <laughs> I don't know. All right, everybody, if you're out on your bike tonight, do wear white. You got to harvest your nuts right now, man. I need her now. Need her tonight. I need her even though I know she's changed her mind. She made me happy, but somewhere it all went wrong. That girl, she fell in my arms, but now she's gone. I see 
Give 